Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Welcome back. I'm looking forward to telling this story. Uh, when I heard it this morning, I was blown away and envious of the experience of four individuals who have experienced the coronavirus, or at least the number of months since the coronavirus showed up, in a way unlike anyone quite literally on the planet. I was sitting in the newsroom this morning, and uh, KSL's Randall Jepson yells over to me. He says, Lee, you're going to love this one. You're going to love this one. Check your inbox. He sends me this story, and I'm reading it. And what I am learning is the story of four individuals uh, who started in February in Hawaii. And what they did was they set sail for uh, one of the most remote places on the planet. There are a number of, and you probably know this, I hate to admit this, I've never been to Hawaii. I'd like to. And I wouldn't have admitted this unless uh, I was asked about it. Remember when we were talking yesterday to Larry Gelwix? He said, Lee, you ever been to Hawaii? He presumed, uh, you know, me being the traveler that I am, that I'd say yes, and I had to shamedly say, no, no, Larry, haven't haven't made it out there. Well, anyway, I imagine it's nice. The pictures look very lovely. And there were four folks out there in Hawaii who uh, had an assignment. That assignment put them on a boat and had them travel 1,400 miles from Honolulu to one of the most uninhabited, remote northwestern Hawaiian islands, the Cure or Core Atoll. See, I don't know Hawaii, so I don't know about the pronunciations. And I'm supposed to say it's, it's Hawaii, right? Is it a special way to, to pronounce Hawaii? Eh, I'm sorry. I don't know. I haven't been. Uh, the, the Cure Atoll, it's on the edge. It's out there. It is one of the remote, most remote places uh, on the planet. <clears throat> and what happens there, first off, vi- visitors aren't allowed. But there are almost always a rotating crew of people there to do a few things. They uh, are instructed to make sure that, uh, you know, the the debris that washes up on the shore that doesn't contaminate the island. So there's a lot of debris gathering. You get the, the, is it flotsam or jetsam? Flotsam? Which one is the stuff that floats? Which which is garbage that floats? Eh, Text me, let me know. Their job is to pick that up, and then there also is some uh, some species maintenance. There are some invasive species there that they keep an eye on, and they just keep the ecosystem of the place in check. And in February, they set sail. They arrived, and they lived there in isolation for eight months as they undertook their job to restore the island's environment. They were cut off from the rest of the planet. Now, yeah, there's a satellite that can uh, download and upload emails from time to time, say, so they, they're able to uh, maintain, you know, communication with uh, family, uh, but it's very, very limited. You know, they're not just scrolling through their newsfeed like you and I are able to do. Oh, 
uh, texter uh, has me uh, straightened out here. Curry, Curry, is that right? Okay, Curry Atoll. Again, one of the most remote places for individuals out there uh, working on this. And well, their their shift was over. Their eight, eight months have come to an end, and they're back now on the mainland. They're on the island. Uh, uh, they're on Honolulu at Honolulu right now, and they are in quarantine. And they are are speaking out and sharing some of what they have have observed. Here is Naomi Worcester. She was the field camp leader, also a wildlife biologist, and uh, explains here why they were there in the first place. We just didn't really know. I guess I didn't really know what to think because we were getting so many different, um, like, answers to questions that we were asking, and they were all different. <laughs> we are like, what's actually going on out there? So that speaks to that, uh, you know, the, the limited information and contact they had with the outside world. Uh, sure, there are satellites that can send uh, some information and, and deliver it and take it out and get it back to family, but not much. You know, they didn't have a daily delivery of, uh, you know, the newspaper. And uh, they certainly didn't have access to KSL News Radio, which they ought to. They'd have been fully informed that way. Uh, Charlie Thomas, another volunteer who was working there, talked about uh, the information they were able to receive. We just didn't really know. I guess I didn't really know what to think because we were getting so many different. That's the same clip. Sorry about that. Uh, But Matt. Matt Saunter, who is also a field camp leader there, uh, talked about some of the back and forth that he had, some of the limited back and forth and communication he had with his sister. Now, remember, we're talking about four people who, for the duration of this pandemic, have been living on a paradise, right? A tropical island. I don't know. I don't know if there is anyone I am more envious of right now. If I could take, well, I, I, I'd certainly miss you. I've been able to chat with you each day for a few hours. Uh, but I'll tell you what, if they could if they could send a microphone out there to the Corey, is that it, Corey, Atoll, I would certainly spend the past 18, or eight months, rather, out there. Yeah, they didn't have to worry about a thing. They're back now. Here, again, is Matt Saunter, field camp leader, one of the four who has, for the past eight months, uh, been on this deserted island. I think I got an email from my sister, and she she used the word pandemic, and I was kind of thought to myself, oh, maybe we need to look that up. <laughs> yeah, right. You and I use the word pandemic, and you and I have such an understanding of this coronavirus today that uh, we don't even have the ability to conceptualize what it would be like to purge that from our knowledge. There was a day not that long ago that what exactly is the definition of pandemic? In fact, I think I think that I think I had Angela Dunn on this program. I'll have to fact check this one, but I think I remember asking her to define pandemic. Yeah, imagine that. Now, you and I are armchair epidemiologists ourselves. We know about pandemics. Anyway, let me ask you this question very basically. If you had the opportunity to trade the experience of the past eight months uh, with the experience that these four individuals have had, they were it was just the four of them on an island, again, the most remote place on the planet. No COVID down there. You don't have to wear a mask down there. <laughs> and I think they can sit within six feet of each other to enjoy meals. <laughs> Would you take that deal? 57500, that's the Utah Community Credit Union text line. We're going to take a quick break. When we return, we're going to shift gears pretty dramatically and welcome back to the program John Huber. 
U.S. Attorney for the District of Utah. Uh, he usually comes on the program to talk about uh, big arrests dealing with firearms and drugs and terrorism. Well, what about endangered species? A man has been charged with violating the Lacey Act. First off, what is the Lacey Act and what is he accused of doing? John Huber will tell us next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry and this is KSL News Radio. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.